Uh, and then there's Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. But most importantly of all, and they didn't even technically announce it. They just they announced it. They just kind of showed a little crawl, mm-hmm. like an image crawl of other Game Boy Advance games that would be coming eventually. At the very end of the ticker. What was that? You didn't even get the entire <laughs> box art, but it was there. <laughs> Golden Sun oh, was man. there. I don't care if it's not a remaster. I don't care if it's not a, 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 a port. I just want everyone on planet Earth to be able to play Golden Sun. And soon? Soon enough. You can. Now, that was one of the ones that was slated for a nebulous later. Sure. So it wasn't one of the But still, ones. like, seeing it on the list. The fact that it's I on there I can sense your excitement oh, through yeah. Discord. Oh, yeah. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just like, Mogan is at home screaming. Oh, my gosh. The kittens are running around in fear because they don't know what's going on. They don't understand why mom is no, so excited. They, they didn't get it, but they'll understand soon <laughs> When they get their own switches to play Golden Sun. <laughs> I'll get them both switch lights. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Bonjour now. Just one? Just one. Already <laughs> I'm already tired okay. of it. <laughs> That's as far as I can I was make curious it. to see how long it would go, but you know, I, I was, I was I hoping for the whole year, I was but like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do us all a favor and knock that shit off now. Just <laughs> It is good to be here talking about video games again. A good bonjourno to you all as we are here to talk about the games we love, the games we hate, and everything in between. Uh, New episodes of Team Chat Podcast come out on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time. You can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. You can also join us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord channel where we have a lot of great conversation when we're not here recording the show. And finally... If you'd like to help make the show bigger and better, just like some really great folks, Super Saiyan Ace, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. They have all gone over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month to support the show. And in return, we'll give them cool perks, like getting the episodes early before the general Thursday release, access to a private channel on the Discord server, and a lot of other great stuff along the way. If you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand. A lot of other great ways to get the good word of, P- of Team Chat Podcast out there, such as telling your friends, writing reviews, or, uh, you know, smashing that like and subscribe button subscribe. wherever you listen to <laughs> yeah. or watch the podcast. All that is great. We love it. Thank you so much, everyone, because to all of our viewers and listeners, patrons alike, we love you all. Heart emoji. Happy Valentine's Switches. Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day week, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's too so bad we didn't think about doing something themed, huh? Should have. <laughs> but also, I, like, other than Dream Daddy, which is the perfect dating sim. Yeah. And we've talked about, like, I mean, I mean in the past we had done, like, episodes about, like, romances and, and like, some your favorite romances or I couples and crushes and whatnot. it would have been a good idea to do It Takes Two. But those yeah. people are in the process of getting a divorce, so I couldn't decide yeah, if that, I thought it I, would be I good I learned more or about not. that game later on like way after it's released and people had played it and I was like 
What? Yeah. Bonkers. I, it's I, about idea. a vicious, brutal divorce. Yeah. Like they obviously, you know, the process of being made small makes them closer sure. to, you know, grow closer. Makes their hearts again, big again. Yeah, exactly. But you get the idea. Yeah. It didn't seem entirely appropriate. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a season of love and all that and whatnot. But yeah, so we didn't really do that. Whoops a doodles. And since um, the new Fire Emblem Engage doesn't have the ability to date people for some reason. Why are, do games continue which to Which seems like a broken Fire Emblem game yeah. to me. <laughs> Absolutely. I really don't understand why they left it out. It's been in almost all of the other ones, all the major ones. So why? Why no waifus and husbandos? Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, that sucks. Well, apologies to everyone who has lost their loves. (laughs) (laughs) Waifus and husbandos from the Fire Emblem series. Everybody pour one out for Fire Fire Emblem and Gage husbandos and waifus. Oh, man. But yeah, no, sadly, we're not here to talk about our favorite husbandos and waifus, although we could. Uh, We are, though, here to talk about some simply incredible news. I mean, just so much just news. banger after banger announcement. Packed into such a small amount of time. 40 minutes, something like that. As is the Nintendo way. Oh, man. But yes, we're here to talk about and recap the Nintendo Direct from Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, last Wednesday. Uh, and... Wow. It was just like, it was kind of cool because it was like, I don't know. I feel like with the holidays and everything else, it was like, I kind of, in a way, forgot that it was like, oh yeah, we're in a new year. There's going to be new shit coming yeah. out. And so it was kind of like I just saw like Nintendo Direct. Oh, cool. A Direct's happening. I'll, you know, I'll kind of keep an eye on it or something like that. See what's happening. But then I started watching it. And then, yeah, it's like, oh, no, here's what we got coming out in 2023. And they gave a lot of awesome announcements. They did. Surprise drops. Some of which were just like out of the farthest left field, like things that I did not see coming at all. Yeah. Some of them I learned later, like people kind of knew there were maybe rumors about them, but sure. I didn't hear any of that shit. So that was all brand new information <laughs> to me. So yeah, so we're just going to talk about the Nintendo Direct and share some of our favorite announcements, the games we're looking forward to the most, and just overall thoughts and opinions. So without further ado, shall we dive in? Oh, so, oh, oh. Yeah, no, 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 we can go ahead yeah. and dive in. I'm okay. just going to say, uh, th- so the thing that I want to start with is one of the ones that isn't really a new game because I feel like, A, it's at the top of my mind sure. because it's currently Splatfest right now. Oh, that's right. While we're recording, it's still the tail end of the chocolate-themed Splatfest. Oh, uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, what's, what's yeah. the, uh, what are the themes? The, are the, uh, the three teams are dark chocolate, milk chocolate, and white chocolate. Nice. Personally, I prefer dark chocolate, but everybody convinced me to join team milk chalky, ch- chalky milk, mm-hmm. because the emotes, which I mean, makes sense. Milk is Jockey the milk, best yeah. Milk. So we've been playing basically all weekend, or at least I've been playing basically all weekend, and it's probably the most I've played of a single Splatfest so far in Splatoon Three, like just sheer hours wise. Sure, having a blast with it. As I take big breaks from Splatoon Three, but every time I come back, I'm like, this game fucking rules. I gotta be playing this more. Yeah. So along those lines, they announced that there is going to be a pretty big expansion for Splatoon 3. So similar to what they did with Splatoon 2 with the Octo... The Octo expansion, yeah, that's what they called it. With the Octoling expansion, um, there's going to be Splatoon 3 side order, which looked very... I don't know, like very dark and kind of creepy because it barely showed anything from the new expansion other than an octoling girl 
in all white in like a washed out white world you know how um when coral dies it becomes white yes it looked a lot like that mm-hmm. like it looked like a dead coral reef almost and there's a going theory that it might actually be a very loose spin-off or loosely based off of um the final splat fest from splatoon 2 which was team chaos versus order cool chaos won so the theory is that like oh so is this what's going to be you know sort of if order had won instead is this sort of the alternate universe of yeah, that yeah, yeah. all kinds of theories floating around out there the point is it's probably going to be a big meaty expansion like uh the octo i keep wanting to say octopath traveler but that's not <laughs> it kind of like the octo expansion was for sure. splat 2 in that it's going to be another big campaign which is like a given they're going to put another big meaty campaign in there which is unfortunate because i haven't yet finished splats 3 campaign i'm kind of cool I'm not really close. I'm halfway done, I would gather. (laughs) So it's going to be a big, meaty campaign expansion. And then I think they're doing, oh, yeah, they're doing all kinds of non-expansion related stuff with just the base game in general. Oh, that's cool. Where did where did I have this in my big old list? It's a big list, unfortunately, everybody. Yeah, there's there's some stuff. Oh, God, not fire. Here we go. All right. Um, yes, the Inkopolis expansion. So with the new paid DLC, they're bringing back OG Inkopolis. So like the big social plaza where everybody stands around and right. you can see everybody's posts and stuff. The one from Splat 1. Oh, that's cool. It's very nostalgic for everybody. And along with that, Callie and Marie are going to be back in Inkopo- uh, Inkopolis. Which very cool. They're, you know, the, the poster children of the Splatoon series, even though they haven't been in... I mean, they've been in actually all of the games so far. Um, they keep coming back. So very pleased to see OG Inkopolis. I think it's going to be a really fun time. They're nice. also bringing back a few of the features that were included in Splatoon 1. I think the one that wasn't confirmed was Battle Dojo. Okay. Maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe they won't. We'll have to see about Later that. expansion. Does, does Splatoon have a have a history of like more than one expansions or is it usually no, just like one big one? It's usually just like, one big expansion and then that's probably the it for it for um, like new content. Sure. They'll keep adding new stuff along the way like every now and then they'll do a little drop of maybe new weapons or something like that but the lifespan of most Splatoon games has not been incredibly long as far as they keep adding stuff. Right. The servers are still up. People still play those games but they don't you know they don't have like 10 years of support or even sure. 5 years of support in most cases. So it'll be, I'll be interested to see how much longer they keep adding stuff after the uh, side order expansion because that kind of feels like a signal to me of like, okay, we're going to do this one other big drop like you're used to, and then we're kind of going to start trailing off of new stuff for the game. So we'll see about that. I could be wrong. (laughs) But still, exciting stuff. Lots of exciting announcements. And for big Splatoon uh, players, such as yourself, that is incredibly exciting to be getting the, to get a look and see what you're going to be getting in the new DLC. Absolutely. So, uh, also in the direct, they gave us a closer look at the at Pikmin Four. What are you thinking about that? Because obviously, you're a big Pikmin. Fan. I am. I'm a big Pikmin fan. I am. I don't want to say jaded. I'm just nervous. Okay. Because remember, uh, the one game that in the Pikmin series that I didn't like was Pikmin Three. Right. I just didn't like its mechanics as much. People raved about it. People said it was incredible. I hated the juice system mm-hmm. because essentially it reintroduced the constraints that were more prevalent in Pikmin One, which is you're on a timer. You mm. have a very limited amount of time to do X Y Z thing, or you lose the game. 
Pikmin 2 did away with that by introducing time. Like, there's a day and night cycle, but there's no restriction on when you're supposed to complete things. So you could take a much more leisurely pace about just, um, you know, going around and collecting your treasures. Pikmin 2 was a very consumerist, capitalist game, and honestly, I liked it better. Yeah. Splatoon 3 introduced this, not Splatoon 3, Pikmin 3 introduced this juice thing where you have a set of... Um, I don't know, pick people. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> what, whatever Olimar is called, whatever sure. his people are, uh, a little series of crash landers on what we know as Earth where the Pikmin live, and their whole thing is they have no food. Mm. So the goal of Pikmin 3 was you have to use the Pikmin to collect a certain amount of fruit or food every day to then turn into juice for your crew to survive. So it was a more survival-based game kind of in that way, but obviously it was really just resource management right. and a certain amount of strategizing. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I just did not. It didn't click with me. Just a too, little too far of a departure from it, the first It was two. a little bit too far of a departure, and I I'm, think I'm the only one still harping on this, but I loved the swarm mechanic. Mm. So in Pikmin 2, and I think Pikmin 1 as well, you had the ability to either throw your Pikmin onto enemies to do damage to them, and also for items as well, or you could just sort of use the, I think it was on the GameCube, so it was the C-Stick, like the little orange-yellow C-Stick that nobody ever used. Right. You could use the C-Stick to direct all of your Pikmin on the ground to swarm something. I just really liked that mechanic. I thought it made it feel so fun that you could either be throwing or swarming at any given time. I don't think they're ever going to bring it back. It wasn't in Pikmin 3. It didn't look like it was in Pikmin 4 from the trailer. Right. Uh, but you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to say no and I'm probably going to buy the game regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm still really excited about Pikmin 4, but I am just nervous sure, sure. <laughs> about, about some apprehension. like uh, there's some apprehension there yeah. i really hope that they will do a demo like they did for pikmin 3 because i would love to play a demo first and figure out is that going to be a day one purchase sure. or am i going to kind of wait it out for a little while get that sale price. so yeah we'll yeah. see but i am very excited that they gave more information about pikmin 4 and it looks like it's coming along pretty nice you know they actually showed a little gameplay gameplay trailer we got to see some of the new pick people the mm -hmm, pickies mm -hmm. whatever you want to call them hopefully like none pickies. of them are named <laughs> hopefully none of them are named Brittany like in Pikmin 3 one of your crew members was just named Brittany <laughs> I was like really your main captain is Olimar uh, not in Pikmin 3 oh not in Pikmin 3 no, okay in okay three. Uh, Pikmin... I was like you got these different names and then there's just Brittany yeah. no offense yeah. to the Britneys out there yeah, but like still like, what are you like... doing in Pikmin <laughs> <laughs> just didn't make any sense. No, yeah, just sure. that I never got over that. But uh, I'm excited about. It. They showed some new Pikmin. They showed Ice Pikmin. Ooh. So they so they had a, a couple that are coming back from previous series, like the Rock Pikmin and I think the Pink Pikmin maybe. But then they showed off the Ice Pikmin, which you'll be able to throw into water, and they freeze the water so that all the rest of your Pikmin can walk over it. And there's Very gonna cool. be a dog. Did you see that from the I trailer? I missed that. There's like a weird Pikmin dog. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. I did see him. He's like yellow and like has like red feet and stuff. He, he looks like, like um, the like yarn dog from Yoshi's Crafted World. Yes. He looks exactly yeah. like that. But anyways, there's a dog. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I'm trying not to be too pessimistic about it. I was just like, why? Just give me the swarm feature. I don't want this fucking dog. <laughs> well, I mean, the big question that I have now is can you pet the dog? Like, it, well, it, like that is what the Pikmin fans are clamoring to know. They are clamoring to know that you they 
your Pikmin like get on the dog and ride oh. it as like a little transportation. Well, place. hell yeah, that's awesome. And it also does other stuff. Like they showed it running into things like a bowling ball into pins. So I was like, why? <laughs> to like knock over walls yeah. and obstacles and stuff. Right? That's that's fun. Seemed, seemed that's weird. Fun. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock it until I try it. I just gotta keep telling myself that. <laughs> but yeah, Pikmin Four looks very interesting. Excited to learn more, but nervous. Yeah. That, that's my TLDR. No, for sure, for sure. But you know. While you're waiting around to decide how nervous you are about Pikmin 4 and to learn more about that, you can start playing a great collection of classic games. I thought you were going somewhere else with this. But oh, no, ahead. sorry. No, this is another segue. We'll segue into the next segue. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the other big announcements and actual like shadow drop announcements like, hey, guess what? We're yeah. announcing this thing and here it is for you today. You can uh, now play a select gathering of both Game Boy and like OG Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. Game Boy Advance is the one that people are excited. Like the I Game mean, Boy stuff, I couldn't give fewer fucks, frankly. But Game Boy Advance, yeah, that opens up a whole new world. It's it's a, it's there's some new shit going to be yeah. happening. But like, l- let's take a look here at some of the games that you can find on Game Boy uh, from the Game Boy selections. You have Good Old Tetris, yeah, good Super old Mario Tetris. Land Two, uh, Metroid Two, Return of Samus, uh, Kirby's Dream Land. Legend of Zelda Link Link's Awakening. I am pleased to see OG Link's Awakening. That is back. fun, That's especially nice. since there's the remaster or the remake yeah. that recently came out. That is kind of fun to be able Plus, to go back. Plus, you've heard that was my very first Zelda game. So oh, it's like, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a soft spot for Gotta that. Gotta play that one again. Alone in the Dark, the new nightmare. I couldn't believe that Alone in the Dark was back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just, really? Just doing that. Just going in all in for it. Uh, game and Watch Gallery 3. Uh, Gargoyle's t- Quest and Wario Land. Oh, there's even... Oh, that's oh, sorry. There was and more coming soon. So like, oh, Link Oracle of Seasons, yes. Oracle of Ages. I am very Pokemon, excited about those. The two. OG Pokemon trading card game, which I was kind of like, mm, do I play that? I don't know. So really cool to see some of those old games. But then yeah, it's the Game Boy Advance ones yep. that uh, got you pretty excited. The Game Boy Advance ones that I care about the most, and it's technically not listed here. Well, one of them is obviously Legend of Zelda Manish Cap. Yeah, I've been trying we, like, to just spread, talked about that. Yeah, one. I've been t- trying to spread the good word of Manish Cap for years, I'll play and it. I am so happy to see that the uh, what I consider the epitome of the handheld Zelda games is finally back and playable for a wide audience. I think it's such a fun game. I've said this many times. It has not aged. Yeah. The way that they did that beautiful pixel sprite art still holds up to this day. It looks stunning. It is still super fun to play. If you've never played a Zelda game, play Manish Cap. Yeah. If you've played all of them, but you haven't played Manish Cap, play Manish Cap. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Just get into it. Just get in there. Some other ones that are coming that I didn't care about were Super Mario Advance 4. <laughs> super Mario, Mario 3. Mario, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games. Kuru 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 <laughs> Which I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, Mario, yeah. oh, Mario That's Kart just a fun Super title to say that like five times yeah. fast. You know? I am a little jazzed about Mario Kart Super Circuit. That seems that like is pretty cool one. to get like the old the an yeah. old OG uh, Mario Kart in there too. Uh, and then there's Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. But most importantly of all, and they didn't even technically announce it. They just they announced it. They just kind of showed a little crawl, mm-hmm. like an image crawl of other Game Boy Advance games that would be coming eventually. At the very end of the ticker, what was there? You didn't even get the entire. <laughs> box art but it was there <laughs> golden sun oh, was man. there i don't care if it's not a remaster i don't care if it's not a, a, a port i just want 
everyone on planet Earth to be able to play Golden Sun. And soon? Soon enough. You can. Now, that was one of the ones that was slated for a Nebulous later. Sure. So it wasn't one of the but launch But still, ones. like, seeing it on the list. The fact that it's I on there I can sense your excitement oh, through yeah. Discord. Oh, yeah. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just like, Mogan is at home screaming. Oh, my gosh. The kittens are running around in fear because they don't know what's going on. They don't understand why mom is no, so excited. They they didn't get it, but they'll understand soon <laughs> When enough. they get their own switches to play Golden Sun. <laughs> I'll get them both switch lights. <laughs> I mean, the good thing about a lot of these old games Boy titles is that uh, through the because they're all going to be through the um, online expansion, right? So if you have the online expansion subscription, you'll be able to play all these games for free. And for some of them, the ones where it's uh, applicable, you'll be able to play them co-op. Which like OG Tetris co-op, that sounds pretty fun. fun actually. So I'm excited about that. You know the Mario Karts; those all sound like they're going to be a good, good fun time for everybody involved. For sure. What was one of your next favorite? I mean, I know there's a couple big ones that we haven't hit on yet. Do we want to jump to the big, exciting stuff first? Or do we want to talk about some of our smaller little favorites? uh, There are a couple of the small, weird ones on here that I just kind of want to touch on. Sure. Mostly just because I think they look interesting, but I will probably not play them, to be quite honest. Top of that list is Bayonetta Origins. Yeah. Yeah, so Cereza and the Lost Demon. This is a spinoff of the Bayonetta Bayonetta series, uh, and it stars Cereza the star of the first two Bayonetta games. Um, and when she's a child, like maybe she looks like she's probably 10 to 15, probably more like 10 to 13 right. in, in the game. She's adorable. Her outfit is so cute. Her hair is divine. And it has this very really interesting storybook graphic style. Mm -hmm. It's not a 2D side-scroller. It's a 3D one, but just the way that it's done, it almost sort of reminds me of Okami in a certain way, in that it looks like like paper almost. So really interested in the art style, but the gist is that you're trying to find your mother, I think, and you have to pair up with, because obviously Bayonetta, you know, controls demons and stuff. So you pair up with this demon that looks like a big cat, Cheshire. Uh, And... You don't actually control, you know, as Cereza herself, you don't fight your kid. That makes perfect sense. Instead, you sort of give commands to the big cat demon, and the cat demon fights other stuff. Okay. And you as Cereza just kind of have to run around and not die while the cat does its thing. That's kind of where it lost me. Yeah. I'm, why do you I'm, not, as the player, yeah. why are you... <clears throat> Excuse me. Why are you like making like controlling this proxy character who's yeah. not even your character? It's giving me flashbacks to our favorite game of all time, Life is Strange 2, <laughs> which I know is not a one-to-one comparison right, at all, right, but right. it makes me think about that was one of our main complaints. The fact that as the main character, Sean, yeah, Sean. Sean you were not the one with abilities. Right. You just kind of had to talk to Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> I was going to say Luke. <laughs> You just kind of had to be like, Daniel, do this thing. And right. that's what it gives me flashbacks to. So I think it looks like a really interesting game. I hope it does well just because I like the concept of weird spinoffs like this of established series. Yeah. But I'm not sure that I will ever play it. For sure. I understand that. Uh, one of the other announcements that I was super excited about, uh, because last year it was one of my most anticipated ones of getting to play. Oh, and there yeah. was still no news about it at the beginning of this year. But they did a uh, announced that Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Reboot Camp is uh, coming out again for April on April 21st. Uh, it was originally supposed to be released, I believe, last March uh, or early early March, I believe. But then when the, the Ukraine-Russia Ukraine. yeah. war broke out uh, or when Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, yep. the uh, they 
in a smart move, decided to push back its it release. It didn't and seem it like the time. It was not a good time <laughs> no. to, to watch a game literally called like Advance Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and all this, because I even think like one of the factions in it is Russian themed. Yeah. So not a good, not good, a good time. Good PR uh, on their part to push back. <laughs> yeah. So that that game has been uh, waiting in the wings, and it is now going to be coming out on April twenty first. So April is starting to look a little stacked because yeah. it was also not Nintendo related, but it was also announced that uh, Jedi Survivor is being oh, now delayed yeah. until April twenty eighth, as opposed to its Saint Patrick's Day original release date that it was supposed to be on. <laughs> so hilarious. Uh, another one that I don't care about, but I know a lot of people are really jazzed about, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is also getting a pretty, what looks like a pretty big expansion. Yeah. So volumes 3 and 4 of the expansion pass are slated for, I think, this year. It's going to introduce some new characters and some other new stuff for people to do in that game. Not going to go into it because, frankly, I don't understand Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I honestly don't care, but I know that people are jazzed. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, good for you. I'm happy for you. Let's see. What else do we have in here? We so got... there were a few that I just thought, I just don't, like, why are these part, <laughs> frankly, of the Nintendo Direct? The one where it's like your weird monkeys and you have maracas as your oh, Joy-Cons. yeah, the... Uh... Looked like a pretty, I, honestly, from a rhythm game perspective, it looked pretty sweet. But, like, just the art style of the super scary monkey characters, I was like, oh, God. Samba de Amigo is what Samba it's called. Party Central. <laughs> Hilarious. On the one hand, I think it looks really fun. And as a fan of fitness boxing, it yeah. reminds me of fitness boxing. So it looks like a great alternative to the games like um, Just Dance uh, and fitness boxing. But the, the characters, they like they give me nightmares. Yeah. So I don't know about that one. But it does look like it's probably a really fun uh, rhythm game. Nice. But it doesn't matter because Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm is coming out soon. It Ooh. wasn't part of the Direct because it's already been announced. Right. But that's the rhythm game that people should actually care about for this year. Good to know. There you go. There you have it. Care about that Final Fantasy one, not this one. Uh, so what's this Fashion Dreams one? <laughs> I just remember like seeing this and like, what? Fashion. So I, I totally understand why it was there. Because at the end of the day, the Switch has millions of of players that are children and that are also girls and maybe women and other people that are just interested in fashion in general. Sure. When I was a kid, I loved dress up games. I had a bunch of different like weird Barbie games mm -hmm. where you could obviously dress up your Barbies, make them do cool things in like a little story playhouse. Sure. It ruled. So as like the kid in me can look at fashion dreams and be like, that looks sick, bro. <laughs> but the adult in me that needs more than that in a game these days right. is like, no, hard pass. Need a little bit of that. So a little bit more. Fashion Dreams just looks like it, it, it's a dress-up game. It's yeah. a dress-up game where you build your avatar, you dress them up, and then there's this social aspect where you go around and encounter other people's avatars in the game, and you can like get the fashions that they're wearing, and then obviously change your own thing. It did keep pushing this idea of like becoming an influencer, which yeah. I hate. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so lame. I was like, no, <laughs> I do not enjoy that at all. But Fashion Dreams looks very silly, and I'm happy for everyone that can play it and get a good time out of it. Show me your outfits, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Send them our way. We want to see your sick fits. Uh, looks like we're also going to get a fun, like, side-scrolling action game uh, from Disney, starring Disneyland or Disney characters like Mickey Minnie and the uh, da uh, not Daffy Donald. 
excuse me, and all that. Uh, Illusion Island yeah. looked like that could be a fun time for people who like playing as Disney characters. The not thing me. that I, yeah, I don't care about that either. <laughs> the thing That's that why I did like Kingdom Hearts don't at me. Oh yeah. <laughs> the thing that I did like about it is that it's up to four player co op. That is pretty cool. And in a two D side scroller, that gives me big um, Mario. Oh, Mario 3D World? Yes, Mario 3D World vibes. So I think from that perspective, it looks fun. It does But also, I will never play that game. (laughs) Uh, One that our good friend of the show, Fuchsia, is very excited about. Yes, Fantasy Fantasy Life. Life. So Fantasy Life is an old DS game that got, like it didn't get, I don't think it got rave reviews at the time exactly, but it built a strong cult following for being a really fun life sim. Sure. So it's kind of, you know, your regular life sim a la Animal Crossing, but with a lot more RPG elements in it because your character can have different classes like paladin and, and craftsman and stuff, fisherman, stuff like that. So there's all different kinds of stuff you can do with your character to make it more interesting. Uh, but uh, my only experience with Fantasy Life was the terrible mobile gotcha spinoff. Mm. I played that game and hated it. So unfortunately, it was not a true to form Fantasy Life game, but this is. So new Fantasy Life on the Switch. Again, I will probably not play it. I've got my share of life sims, and the only one I care about is Haunted Chocolatier. Yeah. But I totally get why people are hyped about it. And again, I'm just happy to see more DS titles being revived on the Switch. Well, and not just ports, brand new ones continuing on yeah. in, the, in the tradition. And I know that it, like, you know, probably has a lot of mechanics and things that it, ha- having neither having played neither game, it did look to me like kind of more of just like, oh, this is like a chibi Animal Crossing yeah, uh, kind of a thing. And so like... There was terraforming shown off. There was right. a little bit of combat, get, actually. Yeah, you get to sh- have a little bit of like, you know, showing like decorating and, and or organizing your spaces and different stuff like that. So, you know, again, f- I kind of feel like for me right now, like Stardew Valley is the extent that I delve into that world. So like Animal Crossing, sure. It, it like, I know that's a huge one, just not hasn't been for me. So it didn't look like a big thing for that. But I was also like, man, that's kind of cool for... Animal Crossing fans who have maybe ha- who like both yeah. kind of things like uh, and everything who have been playing Animal Crossing for a while. Here's something new. Here's yeah. something fresh, and it kind of has that also that longevity of a series that Animal Crossing also has. So it's pretty cool to see. You want to hear something crazy? Sure. I've been loosely considering uh, selling my Animal Crossing New Horizons game for Clutch for, for my <laughs> pearls. Clutch because I I just I've never played it. Yeah. I got my fill. I put hundreds of hours into it. And I've I I never go back and play it, so I feel like you know maybe it's time. I to think say goodbye. I may yeah I may, I think I may have gotten all that I wanted out of that game, and I think it might be time to oh. say goodbye. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see how desperate we'll I get for, for it all. Whenever. The- <laughs> Sell it because I mean that's the thing is that there's so much coming out this yeah. year that I'm like oh my fuck there is god. a lot there is there's a lot. a lot I'm maybe trying to get a PS5 still and those games are fucking seventy dollars so it's like if I Animal know. Crossing can get me twenty bucks a credit back at GameStop that's pretty good <laughs> yeah. at least the only thing I will say yeah. that uh, is in the PS5's favor at least in that they're not Nintendo and they actually put their games on sale yeah good point sick burn, burn. dude. <laughs> So, you know, at least, and now especially too, like there's a solid collection of games that are yeah. like going to be pretty cheap and stuff like that too. Slash you can also borrow any of mine yeah. that are on disc. Another one to just touch on, they didn't really show off anything new about it other than a demo, playable demo mm-hmm. for probably a day one purchase for me, Octopath Traveler 2. Yes. I can't believe it's already coming out. Yeah, that, that seems game, quick. It's coming out on February 24th. Oh, this month? It is It is a wow. mere two weeks away for us. And that's so, a day one. That, that's, that's one you're going to That's gonna one snag. that I... Even if it's just to make sure that they, again, kind of like with um, 
we'll talk about that in a second. Kind of like with some <laughs> other games. I just want them to know that I like what sure, they're doing sure. and I want to directly support them with my money so that they will continue to make those games. But I have been meeting to go and download the demo. The only reason I haven't is because of Splatfest. I've right. been putting all of my time into that. But yeah, I'm really excited for Octopath Traveler 2. I don't know what character I'm going to be in the demo yet because I haven't really... I'm, I'm basically going in blind. And the only reason you would want to play the demo before the game actually comes out is that your save file does carry over. Which is nice. So they're like, if you want to go ahead, get a little head start, get a couple more items mm -hmm. before you mm -hmm. kick things off, that's a good way to do it. So you can either continue with your demo character that you start off on, which I did with uh, Tressa, nice. my darling merchant girl in Octopath Traveler 1. This time around, who knows who I'm going to be. Because it's not the same characters. It's not like a continuation no. of the story. It's like no, different. No, it's a whole new cast of characters. There's still eight of them, of course. The actual. Do their uh, names spell out Octopath? Oh, good question. Because like you told they me that like a month one. ago that that happened, that that's yeah. the, where the name comes from in the first one. I was like, holy shit. Had like no I idea. said, I haven't looked up anything about it. Haven't played the demo yet. But when I go download that demo, I'll let you know. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah all please. Right. Please let me know. Ooh, although. You might not know all the characters available. Yeah, I can't remember if the original demo had all of them available. I feel like it didn't. Because I know. I feel I played like it as had Hanit, Hanit Therion, Tressa. Yeah. I don't feel like you could start as anybody. I don't think you could. I think it was maybe just three or four of them that you could start with. Yeah, because I feel like some of the other characters you unlocked through, like, because, like, I, Therion, he's the thief, right? Yeah, Therion's um, the thief. Because I know you go, uh, from my brief time of playing that, I remember you, like, go to a town, and then you, ha like, you become Therion the thief to go into, like, because you fight the butler. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Which I always just thought, Sick like, kind of laughed. At. I thought it was funny. It was like, this butler, it's fucking Alfred out here. Like, he's ready to take some fools out. He was tough, too. <laughs> he was a hard and fight. And then even when you beat him, you don't technically beat him. He's just like, ah, he's I He's just see. like, mm, all you right. Are a, a worthy You'll foe. do just fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's really still in charge. So I, so I wondered, because, like, I feel like you couldn't pick Therian at the beginning. You had to still pick, like, Hanit or somebody else. Yeah. Travel to that town that you meet Therian. So like, yeah, so I wonder if it's going to be that kind of a thing. Yeah. But who knows? But still. We'll find cool out. Cool that it's coming out so soon. Yeah, I'll go check it out. And then obviously I can't wait for the game to come out. I probably will actually start playing it when it comes out. Yeah. I think I won't be able to, to keep myself away. Plus, February, March... Even into April, still looking like a, little, a relatively yeah. light period for me personally. So Octopath Traveler, which is easily going to be a 50 plus hour game. For minimum sure. Yeah. For one character yeah. to max out their storyline. It's a, it's a big meaty JRPG. So very jazzed about that. Yeah, I'm excited. I am excited too. There is like a couple small, like um, a, a few things here and there. But yeah, like I'm glad that there's going to be a nice little break in between God of War when I finish God of War finally. I'm at the last part. I'm like, they're like, you can't, you, are you sure you want to keep going forward? Let's be double sure before we go. And so it's like, I know I'm at the last little bit. I'm just like waiting for, I have like two, three hours to like sit there and, and knock it out all at once. Uh, once that's done now, I do have a little bit of a gap in between for Jedi Survivor. So that's nice yeah. because that is probably going to afford me the chance to play this last shadow drop announcement that they released people had no idea this was going to come into their lives losing their myself included <laughs> losing my fucking mind when the metroid prime remaster was they, just announced and released they announced and released same day i went and instantly bought it as soon as it was live i 
I, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's one of those things that like for all of Nintendo's shit sometimes with like never putting stuff on sale and like making things really di- like, yeah. you know, it's like they are really good about doing that. I know Xbox just did that with Hi-Fi Rush. Like they just oh, dropped yeah. that. And we're like, hey, have fun with this. And everybody's like, what? what? This is incredible. Yeah. I would like to play that game too. Me too. But like for the same kind of thing, like it was really cool for them to not only drop the here's the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. Uh, Switch libraries for you. Here also is the remaster of a truly beloved game. And and so as far as remasters go, I haven't started booting it up yet. We were talking before we actually started recording that I'm kind of saving Prime Remaster for a rainy day. Yeah. Because for me, my association with Metroid Prime is that it's a very atmospheric game in terms of I can remember distinct moments in my life when I was playing the game and what the weather was like outside. Yeah. I remember being in my room back when we still lived in Tennessee on my GameCube. It was winter, obviously. I don't know when exactly it was, but I had my window open and it was very lightly snowing oh. outside. And I was in the Fendrana Drifts, the snow area mm-hmm. of Metroid Prime. Oh, what a nice. good time. So I'm basically like waiting for a cold or dark and rainy day to like boot it up and really get the most you out of it. just missed a cold ice storm, so unfortunately. <laughs> I had that thought. I was like, fucking. I know. Yeah, for anybody wondering why there was just like, who was not on a Discord and stuff like that, why there was randomly just like, oh, week we didn't have an episode yeah. uh we had an ice storm that knocked out a, power for like three days here you, at my house. Yeah, yeah you didn't have power for a long time there are people in north austin and northwest austin that had didn't have power for more than a week yeah i think like last night which was, they is finally insane. finished everything stupid that's a problem yeah. anyways that's neither here nor there we're this not here to talk about local politics <laughs> but fuck it you know yeah, I mean? God. <laughs> fuck them all <laughs> anyways so back to the prime remaster it is it looks like it has been beautifully done yeah so not just in terms of graphic upgrade because it looks stunning. Mm -hmm. It looks so good. It's obviously a major graphic upgrade. But remember that the uh, Metroid Prime game was... I think both for GameCube and eventually for the Wii. And it had a pretty interesting... Control scheme. Control scheme. It had a pretty interesting control scheme that they have totally revamped for this Switch port. So it's made to be a lot more... It's made to feel more natural for controller now. So I appreciate that. What was weird about it before? Because like I I I only played like Metroid Prime like briefly at a friend's house. Yeah. Like maybe like the first one, two levels. I don't really remember feeling like the control scheme from the GameCube version was unusual at all. But if you had only played the Wii port, Mm. I think that's where you would more associate it with the uh, motion controls. Oh, yeah. Because the Wii you had to play on either like the long, the nunchuck or the the other like additional things. The other nunchuck. The other nunchuck. (laughs) They're all nunchuck. Chuck and the short nun chuck. <laughs> yeah. The punch chuck and the long chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so it's uh, I think that they still have other control schemes available, though. I am not really going to delve that far into it because I don't really understand sure. all what they've done new yet. And honestly, I probably wouldn't remember. Control scheme isn't exactly something that I really commit to memory. It's more like sound, which, God, I can't wait to... F- to find out how much or how little they may or may not have revamped the soundtrack. Like, did they remaster the soundtrack? Because if they did... Get ready, next soundtrack spotlight episode. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I think I've already done, I think at least on one soundtrack spotlight episode, I probably did Vendrana Drifts. 
Probably. I think, I think I've talked you know, about that was so long ago. Yeah. Or maybe Talon Overworld because they're both really, really good. But so the point is Metroid Prime Remastered is out right now. Please, please, please go buy it. Maybe that will cue Nintendo to finally start working on Metroid Prime 4, which I don't even think they've done yet. <laughs> and it's not a full price game. It's 40 bucks. 40 bucks. Which feels good for yeah, a it, for a remaster. It's pretty good for a remaster. I think I would have liked to see it at maybe the thirty mark, but sure. knowing Nintendo, that's not realistic. So I'm just glad it's not sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah. For another like full price game, or like Tears of the Kingdom is going to be because uh, Tears of the Kingdom is it was announced as their first seventy dollars yes title, which we'll get to that in, in just a second. Yeah, uh, I did want to read a quick little note uh, over on our Discord from one of our patrons, Brandon W, who has already played and beaten the Prime uh, Metroid God, Prime so remaster. So fast. He says, this remaster re-solidified Prime as one of my favorite games. It's probably a top 10, definitely a top 20 at least. And oh, now yeah. that I've played the remastered version of Prime 1, I need remasters of Prime 2 and 3. Yeah. It just has to happen. New players will probably want context for Prime 4, and there's currently no convenient way of playing 2 and 3, so I find it hard to believe that Nintendo isn't at least considering two or more remasters in the near future. So, uh, Brandon is a huge fan of Metroid uh, and stuff like that, so to hear that glowing praise is... Uh, you know, a good knock, knock in its belt. Yeah, he he's a, he's a tough customer to please. So anytime he's got like high praise for a game, it's like, all right, trustworthy Play source. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that the and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody out there. I think the Prime Remaster is from Retro Studios. Yes, the original studio that did the Prime trilogy in the first place. Very encouraging. They're also the ones that are supposedly working on Prime Four. So it's like, huh. Hmm. Well, what are, they, we, what are they doing with all this spare time? <laughs> as we figured out, Retro Studios is actually here in Austin. Yeah, they so are. I just think we need to go pay their office a visit. Just be like, kindly, we would just like some information. Nintendo should, is not telling us anything. Should we start a two-man sidewalk protest? <laughs> people coming to work. What are you guys doing? We just want to know. <laughs> just we just tell want to know us. what Prime Force. Where is it at? Maybe if we get really aggressive about it, we'll gain some steam and they'll actually say something. <laughs> so oh, yeah, boy. but. Um, very exciting, though, to get that release and to get that out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let a new audience get to enjoy it. Because, yeah, with Prime 4 coming out. But there is one more big one we have to talk about. One more big one that we have to talk about. There's so little to say because there was so little shown. Yeah. I think you missed it. I think I did. I think I had, like... I mean, it was literally a blink and you miss it kind of thing. The, oh, the, <laughs> yes. The teaser, I did really, because it wasn't a trailer. It was maybe 10, 5, 10 seconds of footage. They are bringing back my boy, my man, the gentleman of all gentlemen, <laughs> Professor Layton. That's exciting. I cannot, but and it's not a port. It's not like a port of the original trilogy or quadrilogy or all the ones from the DS. Professor Layton and the World of Steam. Ooh. Brand new Layton starring, starring Layton himself. Because a lot of people sort of, it, myself included, fell out of love with the series when the Layton games pivoted to a new protagonist. Oh, they did. So I think the later games, you play as Emily or Emilia, who I think is supposed to be Professor Layton's daughter. Mm. No offense to her, but she doesn't wear a top hat. She, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. So actual Professor Layton as the protagonist, back in his own shoes, back in master of his own game, and all on the Switch... I could not be more pleased. That's great. There was no information given other than that you saw Professor Layton and you saw like a very steampunk world in the background, which is Professor Layton's whole aesthetic. Right. So that totally checks out. I am hype AF. I'm also going to have to maybe start doing 
math on the side <laughs> so that I build can build your like, skills back yeah, up. Yeah, build my skills back up because a lot of people forget those games were hard. Oh, then that is the, a hard pass for me. The puzzles in Professor Layton can be brutal. It's the kind of game where like it gives you a certain amount of hints and even then you still might not get it. So I've had to use walkthroughs many a time in my Oof. Professor Layton timeline um, and I'm not going to be ashamed to do it again to enjoy <laughs> Professor Layton in the world of Steam. Can, again, this just sort of circles back to the fantasy life conversation. I am so happy to see DS-only titles making their way and progressing into the future on the Switch and not just being straight ports or something. Yeah. That gives me hope that maybe Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks might someday get another sequel to their, to their timeline, but we'll see about that. So that's really cool. That yeah. is really cool to see it. But like... As has been Nintendo's history with these like quick teases. They did it with Bayonetta 3. They did it with Metroid oh, Prime oh 4. Who knows? How long do you think? Like, I, I know that these are more puzzle-based games, but not saying that's easier to develop than than another. No. But like, still, like, what, what do you think? Like, so here's estimate. the thing. Uh, the Professor Layton series and the new game included are from level five. Level five, I actually know very, very well currently from mobile gaming. Mm-hmm. Level 5 is all over mobile games. They either produce or publish or develop a wide variety of mobile games. They are on it. So from Level 5's perspective, I don't have any concerns. I feel like that game is probably coming out sooner rather than later. Okay. Uh, and I think it's going to be a complete finished product. I, I so mean, like, it's a Professor Layton game. I wouldn't be surprised if it came out toward the end of this year. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I, I feel year? like it might be a holiday release. Yeah. That or it's going to be one of those surprise summer releases. Like they're going to do a summer direct and be like, surprise, bitches, it's out. Professor Layton's out now. (laughs) I think it's either going to be summer or winter of 2023. Cool. Fingers crossed that it doesn't go into 2024. I don't think I can wait that long. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of I don't think I can wait that long, let's talk about the one game that was totally absent, not Prime 4. Fucking Silk Song. Oh, again. I'll sue. Okay, but did you you see, I saw on Twitter a uh, QA tester who's working on Silk Song, Song? uh, tweeted out and just said, like, look, we know, like, we know you're waiting, but just know it's incredible. Okay. And, like, basically saying, like, like, it is a fantastic game. Yeah. Do not not worry, fans. Like, it's going to be worth the wait. You know, I will say this time around, I really, really hope that Silk Song is a full price game. Because it might be an indie I mean, game, but it it is the quality of full price game. Right. If Silk Song came out and it were sixty bucks on the Switch, I would happily pay that. If it came out and it were seventy bucks, I would be like, great, take it. Go. I want you to have my money yeah. <laughs> for a good game. I want to give you my money, right. so I, I will try my best to be patient. I obviously have to get through Octopus Graveler two, <laughs> <laughs> Metroid Prime Remastered. Right. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which we can talk about last because that's obviously the big showcase. Right, um, right, right. And all the other Golden Sun eventually. I know. It's probably going to be available this year. So I've got plenty to keep me busy. I know. I saw this stuff coming out and I, was, and I said in the Discord when we were watching this, I was like, I think I'm going to be playing my Switch a lot this year. <laughs> like, it looks like there's a lot of stuff going to be coming oh, out. Oh, I that. don't think we mentioned it, but the Splatoon expansion, mm-hmm. I think they listed a loose release date of spring 2023. Oh, nice. So that expansion so is probably coming out in time for summer. Yeah. Very cool. Which makes sense because the game released in like July of last yeah, year or something exactly. like that. So yeah, so that makes sense yeah. that they would want to do a, that. A, a timely little DLC pack. Well, let's wrap it up then. 
and talk about the Tears of the Kingdom. So I, for me at least, the big news about the Tears of the Kingdom new expanded gameplay trailer was what they didn't say, which is they're not they're not delaying it anymore. So nice. that's always the concern is with games like that, like we see it with the Jedi Fallen Order sequel, mm-hmm. all these other big title games that delays are really, really common. I was worried that it was going to get delayed again. Didn't get delayed. Nice. Still coming out on May 12th. That's all I care about. So after I found out that it wasn't going to be delayed, great. Bye. I can enjoy this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this. I can stop looking at the trailer now because, again, I want to go in kind of as blind as possible. Sure. But obviously, I watched the trailer and saw that Link is like, he gets like a big weird tractor. What the fuck <laughs> I was saw that? that. Like, what is this like <laughs> what vehicle? Was that? I don't know, but all of the memes are like police officers pulling Link over and being like, sir, you are 14 years of age. You are not qualified to be church piloting this vehicle around Hyrule. I see people like do the like farming simulator and it's him sitting on it. Like, oh man, that's, that's been so good. So they showed off a bunch of weird stuff from it. I think we also heard Ganon's voice. Yes. So that was sort of the big thing is that there was a uh, narrator talking over the trailer and it was all this doom and gloom, like I'm going to crush Hyrule kind of stuff. Typical Ganon shit. Right. Typical Ganondorf nonsense. Just being a blowhard. Uh, It did look like they were bringing back the Red Moon events, the Blood Moon. Yep. Where it's like, it goes and then like revives super hard enemies, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like Blood Moon is absolutely still going to be a big part of the game. Um, There was all this drama about like Zelda and Link and like, is one of them going to die? Like, Uh will they be able to beat Ganon? Obviously. But what if plot but twist? What if? What if plot twist? <laughs> oh God! What if they actually kill Zelda off? <gasps> that would be incredible. That'd be incredible. <laughs> I incredible. like Zelda, but like just from a series perspective, that would be—they'll never. Well, do because it, that's obviously. the whole thing, right? Yeah. It's kind of like Mario with Peach. Every single yeah. game is like you have to rescue in some way Zelda from yeah, another situation. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? The things that I think weren't exactly uh, talked about, but that everybody's sort of still wondering is what are they going to do about the weapon degradation? Mm-hmm. So obviously one of the major complaints from the first game was the rate at which your weapons break. I honestly think that is one of the big reasons why I, oh, I yeah. fell off. And I, I, that I totally just understand. was so frustrating. It was so frustrating, especially when you find a weapon that you really like, you get into a groove, and then bam, it breaks. And it's gone. And if you don't know where to go get another one of that, you're just fucked. Yeah. So I absolutely understand. I hate that system too. So I hope that they either gave the weapon significantly more vitality or got rid of that entirely. I really hope it's that they get rid of the weapon frailty system. It's just like, at least do a thing, because I know like some... Uh, uh, the Witcher does this or other like big, you know, RPGs like that where your weapons will like decrease in quality over time and like might may lose some stats like attack it and stuff like that. But you just find like a blacksmith shop and repair it or like a yeah. whetstone and sharpen them again. Like give us that. Yeah, it I would be happy to do that. Bullshit. Just like trying to like and here I am in like the, you know, I play, didn't even finish Breath of the Wild, but I played the most of that than any other Zelda game that any has, has ever been yeah. out. Uh, and I was just like, so I'm still trying to like figure this out and like can't do shit because yeah. every time I, I like hit a twig, it breaks. You yeah. know what I mean? And so fingers like, crossed what? that they either fixed or completely did away with that system. The other thing that I think wasn't really shown and another big complaint from the original Breath of the Wild is that they totally did away with dungeons. Mm. The Zelda series is known for dungeons. A lot of players, myself included, love that aspect of the games. I really hope 
that they do more expansive, unique dungeons instead of just the temples. So the temples were a nice way to get like weird little puzzles in right. here and there, and they were obviously really fun and really maximized the abilities that the Switch can do in terms of its like gyroscopics and the different fun stuff you can right. do with it. But I just want what I'm really looking for is unique atmospheres. Like I really want to see dungeons or areas that have really unique and uh, visually interesting atmospheres. Uh, say what you want about Skyward Sword. It had some S tier dungeon design. Mm -hmm. So I would really like to see more of that. Um, maybe they do it. Maybe they don't. I feel like they won't because Breath of the Wild has its own style. Right. But it would be nice if they maybe sprinkled some of those in here and there. Give it a little taste. Give it a little yeah, taste. Get a little taste. So obviously Tears of the Kingdom isn't a new announcement. It's just still coming out on May 12th. It's going to be the best game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> She's already playing it right now. It's game of the year. I already got my pre-order going. Nice. There is going to be a collector's edition. Did you go for that? No. Because honestly, it didn't look like it was worth it. Really? The only thing of the collector's edition that I thought looked really interesting was the um, art book. But it's like $120, maybe $140 or something. Oh. And you, yeah. can, get the art, you can get the art book yeah. like, on its own. And, and those are usually like a smaller like condensed version anyway yeah. not even the whole thing well this one looked really big oh it okay. looked like a big meaty hardcover oh, book so okay, at least i nice. understand that but really the older i get the more i'm not very interested in those kinds of collector's editions what i want is like official vinyl releases yeah. just because those are a super fun thing to collect or things like um uh, like like the uh, like the Sheikah Slate carrying case yeah. that they did for Breath of the Wild the first time around that that's a fun thing that and I fun. still use mine that's my only carrying case because it's the best it's Why really would I get cool it looks ones? like a really great design it's not yeah. it's you know mine's just a plain black one of fabric one that says Nintendo on it <laughs> and it's really high quality too because I've yeah. been using it for literal years and it is still in near pristine condition nice. so top quality product I would like to see more of that kind of stuff in collector's sure. editions. Yeah, that's that's what I'm like too. Like I know it's it's been a thing which I somewhat understand, which I understand of like with some of the new. I feel like God of War Ragnarok did this with their collector's editions, and in, in, in like maybe even Horizon Forbidden West as well, where it's like here's the the thing, and you still get a you'll get like a steel case and something like that, but you'll still get a download code for the game, not a disc. Yeah, and like, I hate like that. that doesn't bother me because like at, at one point like I know. I was especially like, no, I still want to be like the physical game collector, but I'm also running out of space. So like, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to be like, okay, I don't want to take up my shelf space with game with game cases because I want that shelf space to be go to Star Wars figures. So you know, it's like I'm okay with digital now. <laughs> so my collector's editions are usually like, yeah, I want to, I want something that's going to give me, yes, the cool the. Like the statues, like that, yeah. like this Ellie statue cool, from Last Week's Part Two. Statues. That kind of stuff is cool. That's yeah. what where I'll be like, ooh, give me thirst trap link. <laughs> yeah, they're that really would be awesome. <laughs> Are you kidding they're me? Going for that with that this would one. rule. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that looks pretty good. It does look good, and like I said earlier, it is the first one that is going to be at that seventy dollars price point. Yeah, uh, which people kind of rioted about that, but frankly, I don't. I don't care. It's, it's it's time for like it's been a yeah. It it needs to happen, everybody. Like it was I, I know happen. it hurts yeah. a little bit your wallet at first, but like game dev devs got to be paid, you know, and all that stuff. And like in it, in it, there is the inflation stuff. It affects other markets. It's gonna affect this one too. And of course, the good old throwback. Look at what your N sixty four games were worth back yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, brand new. They were a little fucking expensive. Yeah. So, you know, count your blessings. We're not back there. I look back at the launch price of like the PS3 yeah. and then like convert that to 
current dollars and it's like How? holy fucking shit yeah. were my parents loaded how could right? they afford this <laughs> so yeah i'm not i'm not terribly surprised to see the price hike it does kind of suck like i understand sure. people that had pre-orders at the 60 dollar mark you know through like your local GameStop or something which is myself included kind of sucks but also again I'm happy to pay $70 for a game that I know is going to just be incredible. Well, and you're going to spend 400 out yeah, plus out. I'm you know what I mean? Like the, I think, the cost to enjoyment ratio and that's how I usually oh, look at it yeah. is like like it, like sure. I don't mind spending 70 bucks for this cuz I'm going to play a, you know like where it's worth pennies, less than a penny for how much time, you know like per like hour to dollar that I put so in. at uh, my work we get a certain we get two floating holidays of nice. paid time off per year i'm cashing both of them in for breath of the wild <laughs> release weekend i'm gonna take that friday and the next monday Very off cool. so that i can just play I'm, my butt's gonna be so flat, so flat it's just gonna be a pancake back there <laughs> we're gonna have to hit the gym even harder <laughs> yeah. that week it's going to be awesome. So uh, I really cannot wait. I'm, you know, there's really nothing else to say other than that. Other than that, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. Really hope there's not a section of the game that tanks the frame rate, like the Forbidden Forest or whatever it was called in the first game. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's just going to be incredible, and I can't wait to jump back into that version of Hyrule and have another incredible time. Awesome. That's really exciting. Yeah, it is very uh, exciting. So, yeah, lots of great stuff were announced at this Nintendo Professor Direct. Layton, but, like, Golden Sun, Metroid Prime, yeah. Manish Cap, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games. Game like, Boy it's, Advance. It's so many things. It's, uh, it's all great. A uh, lot of great stuff there. Advance Wars, it's coming. Yeah. So, like, I'm very excited about that. Uh, so lots of great stuff. Please let us know uh, in the comments or over on our Discord or whatever what were some of your favorite games and announcements. Are you going to play Fashion Dreams? <laughs> Dream Fashion? Are you going to play uh, Monkey Fighters? Monkey Maraca Fighters? Monkey Maraca. God, uh, they should have called that game Monkey Maraca Fighters. <laughs> That's a way better title. <laughs> so are you going to play any of those games? Well, let us know. We'd love to know. Uh, but yeah, just leave us a comment wherever you're listening to or watching the show. Write us an e- send us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com as, you know, write our discord all that fun stuff we'd love to hear from you yeah but i think with that that concludes this episode filled with wonderful news and announcements to a close my heart is full ah yes <sighs> like my belly soon soon shall be after i go have lunch <laughs> but, uh, but yes thanks for hanging out with us this week everybody and we will see you all next time